Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, January the 3rd, 2024. It is currently 2.55 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And I almost said 2023. That hasn't happened yet, but right there, I think it's because January the 3rd, and I was just getting ready to go 2023, but I caught myself. So far, I don't think I've made that mistake. I think every single year I make the mistake at least a, a few times, but I, I, there I haven't yet, but I came so very close. But it is January the 3rd. The day, the day is probably more important than the year because January the 3rd is a very important day, at least in church history. Now, you probably already know what that's about because we've been talking about it in the last few broadcasts. But before we do anything, before we even talk about the day, if you have a Bible, open it up to Philippians chapter 2. Even before we talk about the day, even if we talk about its significance, even before we talk anything else, let's talk Philippians chapter 2. If you have a Bible, open it up and we will start in verse 9. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Please note it starts with wherefore. That may be significant in if we were to really start exegeting the text, but we'll lay that aside right now. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name has given him a name. Now, the name is significant today because today on the liturgical calendar is the memorial of the most holy name of Jesus. Going way back to the early church, they reverenced the name of Jesus. They, they talked about it. They, 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 they set aside time to remember it. And on this January the 3rd, January the 3rd was designated by some to, in a sense, Remember to focus on the most holy name of Jesus, its importance, its significance, what we can learn from it, how we can apply maybe some of the concepts to our life. Different, All those different things are talked about on this day. So we've kind of done a little bit of discussing it. We're going to talk about it again tonight at Victory Baptist Church at 7 p.m., which, of course, that will be live stream. So you may want to tune in for that. But... As I was thinking about this and I was doing some reading about this, I didn't realize, well, maybe I did realize, maybe I did realize it, but I had forgotten. But there is a, well, let's just say a debate, maybe a disagreement on something related to the name. And it starts right here in Philippians chapter 2. Let me read it to you one more time. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name. The debate is, what is that name which was given to him in this text? What was that name? Let me read just from a couple of things that I was researching and, and different articles I came across just to show you that there, there is some obviously some disagreement on this. Let me, let me open my notes here and let me go all the way down to almost the bottom of the page here because I cut and paste this and put it in my notes. I'll just give you an example here, all right? This is from one commentary. There is a lot of speculation 
on which name is the one that is above every other. It is highly doubted that the name Jesus is in view since it is a name that other people have had. So they say this name that is given, this name that is above every other name. Again, Philippians chapter 2. Let me read it to you one more time. Verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. They, there was a number of articles I saw today. Say, I don't think it's, they, they argued it's not Jesus because that was a common name. So it's got to be something else. It's got to be something else other than Jesus. So if it's not Jesus, then what is the name that was given in Philippians 2? And and this is a very interesting question. Is this a name? Just stay with me. So I'm going to I'm going to pose two questions. Okay, maybe three. We'll just we'll go with two. So question number 1, what is the name? Number 2, is this a specific name given at the ascension of Christ. Because if you look at the context here, right? If you look at the context in Philippians chapter 2, note, let uh, so let nothing be done through uh, strife or vainglory, verse 3, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let not every man, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Then it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So in the first part of this section in Philippians, it speaks clearly of Jesus and his, we'll call it his humiliation, his incarnation, his humble servitude as he set aside, not his deity, but his glory took on the form of a man to, to became, uh, became like a servant and suffered and died and was buried. So he, in a sense, we, we can see that his, this humility of Christ being demonstrated. In fact, again, as it says here, um, but he, uh, he, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. I said the form of a man. And they take that back. That, that's sliding into heresy. He was true man, not a form of a man, true man and true God, right? Hypostatic union. I don't want to go Gnostic there. All right. So I, I apologize for that. The form of a servant. I'm glad I caught myself because someone out there should have emailed me immediately and said, you just went Gnostic on everyone. I wasn't trying there. Okay. Form of a servant. True man, true God. Want to make sure I get that right. But it, and then from that, then wherefore, in fact, that remember I told you that was a very important phrase. Look at that. So after his humbling, after his, his, you know, taking on the form of a servant and dying, wherefore, now there's the wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name above, uh, which is above every name. This seems to be, does this seem to specifically refer to what happened after Christ was dead, buried, rose again and ascended to the right hand of the father. Was he given a name in his ascension? Because is is Jesus a name of his ascension or is Jesus a name of his incarnation? 
So what is the name? And is this a specific name? So the second question is, is this a specific name given in his ascension? And do we know what the name was? Now, so there's some who say, look, this is, as they say, there is lots of speculation. They argue it can't be Jesus because many people had that name. It was a common name. So that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Others, so they, they, they go on to a long argument of uh, other names it could be. Uh, they, they speculate. I think if we get into, um, is it, I think there's a thing about the name and revelation. Where is that? That he's given a name that no one knows? I think that's in Revelation. Let me look here. I may have to look that up because I'm almost positive. I'm, I'm almost positive there's a passage there that speaks of that. I'm not saying it's connected. All right. Hang on. I'm going to see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. One second. Yeah, I think it's Revelation 19. I thought it was in Revelation 19. I thought it was Revelation 19. In fact, I had my Bible open to Revelation 19, but I gave up. All right, verse 12. All right, see, I did, I, I started doubting myself. I'm like, I'm going to look in Revelation 19 because I know that's where it is. But then I'm like, wait a minute, if I can't find it, that's going to be, that's going to be like five minutes of silence as I'm uh, panically, as I am in a panic trying to find it. But it was Revelation chapter 19. It's just verse 12. His eyes were as flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. So is the name in Philippians that he has given that is above every other name. Is it that name that is here in Revelation 19 that no one knows, but he himself? Or is Philippians 2, he's given a name and that name is Jesus. And it doesn't mean he's being given a new name at the ascension. It's just saying that, hey, now he's exalted and his name, the name that he was ultimately given Jesus, that yes, dealt with his incarnation and his suffering is the exact same name that it itself, that name will be exalted as he is exalted at the right hand of the father. So will his name be exalted and that name will be above every name now because now of his incarnation, his uh, suffering, dying, being buried, rising the third day and ascending to the right hand of the father. Because of everything involved from the incarnation to the ascension, now his name is above every other name. In, in, in a sense, in his exaltation, in his ascension, he is exalted, but so is his name. So I want you to ponder this today. I was going to do that. I didn't know which series to put this in. But today I want to put forth the idea. What is the name in Philippians 2? Right? What is that name in Philippians chapter 2? Let me read it to you one more time. What is the name? Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Wherefore God uh, also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. What is that name? And if you say Jesus, you got to make a good argument for it. If it's not Jesus, then you got to make an argument for that. So, and, and and then obviously you offer your alternative name. So what is the name? Is it Jesus? Is it some other name? You know, give me right, give me reasons, give me everything. And is this a specific name that was given in, in the uh, exaltation? 
in the Ascension. Now, if it was a specific, a specific name given in the Ascension, then of course that wouldn't be Jesus, right? Because that name was already given. In fact, you would seem to think it wouldn't be any of the names that were given prior to the Ascension, right? It wouldn't be any of those names. We, we heard a little bit this morning in one of the broadcasts talking about in Isaiah 9, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. Couldn't be that because those names were already given. Wouldn't be Emmanuel, God with us, because, well, that name was already given. So then what would it be? Because this seems to be a name that is given. Is it given specifically in the Ascension? And if it was given in the Ascension, what is the name? Do we know the name? But it's that. It, but we all seem to interpret this. Isn't this how we typically interpret this? Is that he was, uh, wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name. Now, well, see, now the very next part, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow it literally mentions Jesus in verse 10. So why did, so is verse 9 a separate name? I'm not understanding where that now now when you look at that and then okay look at verse 11 and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I think the context here demands that it's Jesus, right? Why this one commentary goes in a completely like they they go back to Exodus. They're almost making an argument for Yahweh or Yehovah or Jehovah. We can get remember the the Jews did not write the full name of God out, which then leads to all kinds of speculation. Okay, and how and well, we could talk about all of that. They almost want to go back to Exodus. But I don't know how you could import that there. They there you go with the idea that it's Lord. It's not Jesus because Jesus was a common name, but the text itself. So I think this is the way we would have to understand this. Now, I'm, I'm posing it as a question, but I'm now kind of working through it in real time. I, I know I should have stopped with the questions, but I could not stop myself. I could not stop because I wanted to put it there, but I can't just leave it there because, yeah, I think, I think this is the only way to understand this. I, th- I, think, I think this speculation by this commentary is... is well, I don't want to say it's foolish. I just don't understand it. The context itself, to me, screams that the name has to be the name Jesus, right? I mean, don't you feel that? Well, I'm going to read it all again now in its fuller context. So we know it's referring, I mean, look at uh, just look at verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship in the spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy, having the same love. And then look at this, verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So Jesus is mentioned in five. Then at the name of Jesus, he's mentioned in 10. And then at the name, uh, uh, and that every tongue that shall confess Jesus Christ as Lord, he's mentioned in verse 11. So I don't understand how he can be mentioned that many times. He's mentioned again in verse 19, but I trust in the Lord Jesus. He's mentioned in 21, Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. He may be mentioned again. He, oh, well, Christ is mentioned multiple times in verse uh 16 and verse 30. So the context seems to indicate to me 
It has to be the name of Jesus. It has to be. I I don't know how you can get around that, but if they want to make that argument, here's what I would say. Yes, Jesus was a common name. No, no dispute, no argument was a common name. Clearly, the name is originally given to focus on his suffering and dying for sin in his incarnation. But Jesus himself humbled himself and took on the form of a servant, took on that role, suffered and died. Wherefore, according to Philippians, now he's exalted. Now, Jesus himself is exalted. He's no longer in the form of a servant. He's no longer has those limitations because now he's exalted to the right hand of the Father and he has taken up, his glory has been restored. So he's now exalted back to that place of prominence. Well, now that he's exalted, his name is exalted with him. His name that was once common, his name that may have been understood and people would have, you know, not not seen the name as anything unique. Now we'll understand because he, because the name is associated with the person. If the person is exalted, so is the name exalted. So because he has been exalted, his name has been exalted. And now the name Jesus is the name above every other name. It is the name that people will bow to. That to me is the only answer here. I don't know why this is even debated. Now, I don't know how frequently it is debated. If you were listening to any of your sermons today on the name of Jesus, which is what we're dedicated this day to, did any of them mention a supposed debate in regards to the name, and if they mention the debate, did they argue which way that they, which way they lean? Now, if I go back to that commentary, so they go, let me go back up here. So they say, let me find it. So there's a lot of speculation on which name is the one that is above every other. It is highly doubtful that the name Jesus is in view since this is a name other people have had. The context here indicate that Lord is the name above other names. By definition, the title Lord is given to one who is over everyone else. Jesus is Lord of Lords. So they argue that the name is Lord. Then they go back to Exodus and get into all discussion about Yahweh, Jehovah, how it's capitalized in some translations, Lord, or, or it's smaller because it's Adonai. And they get into all of those discussions. Okay. I, I don't know. They, they, they ignore the act. They go, they go to, they go to Exodus instead of looking at the context of Philippians, which is just weird. Another commentary says the name given in Philippians 2 9 is Jesus. The verse states, therefore, God exalted him into the highest place, gave him the name that is above every, above every. This verse refers to Jesus, emphasizing his exaltation and the authority bestowed upon him by God. It signifies the supremacy of Jesus' name above all others, highlighting his divine nature and role as Savior and Lord. So we got two commentaries, two radically different opinions. One says the name that is given is Jesus. The other one says that it's Lord. I think the context screams that it's Jesus. So then how would you then refute the idea, hey, this is a common name. That makes no sense. Yes, it was a common name given first and foremost to speak of his incarnation, his time of being humbled, taking on the form of a servant, looking like everyone else. There was nothing that that would would draw us to him in and of himself, maybe his actions, but he would, he just, I mean, it's not like people, Jesus walked down the street and like, ooh, he looks so different than everyone else. No, his name is Jesus. There was nothing unique about the name, nothing unique about his appearance. 
But then he suffered and died as a servant. But that death was for, well, for the, for sinners, for sin. Okay. Then he's humbled. He's buried. He's finally, he's resurrected, ascends to the right hand of the father. Now he's exalted. And in the exaltation, the name is exalted with it. So a common name is now made a name above every other name. A common name is now the name that every knee will bow and every knee will confess that he is Lord. I think that makes more sense than trying to find a different name. Now, in Revelation 19, it is true that he has a name that we don't know. It is true. But I don't think that that's the name in Philippians. I think the context, the context screams it. So here's what I want you to do. Well, I want you to think about it. I want you to look up some things about it. If you're listening to sermons today on this subject, on the Sermons 2.0 app, as a part of our Sermons 2.0 app challenge, let me know if you come across one that engages in this debate or even mentions the debate or even takes a side in the debate, even acknowledges that the debate exists. Like I said, if I knew, if I, I don't think I've ever thought about this debate. It was when I read that commentary, like, wait a minute, there is a dispute here? And then, that, and then I think it was a, th- a third commentary that connected the name to Revelation 19. And they said, it's an unknown name. So I think we have Lord as an option, Jesus as an option, unknown as an option. Now, it's amazing. Probably the more commentaries and the more sermons we listen to, the more options we're going to find ourselves being given, which will only drive me even further insane. Okay. So, but the context, right? I, I just, I just don't see that Philippians 2, 9, wherefore God hath also, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. I don't know how you just immediately, oh, that's a different name. And according to the King James, verse nine doesn't even end with a period. The thought continues that at the name of Jesus, why is every knee going to bow and, uh, and every tongue confess? Well, because his name is exalted above every other name. That's the only way that even makes sense. I I don't see how you can try to put something else there. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand. Sometimes these kinds of disputes break out within theological, biblical circles. And sometimes you kind of look and go, I don't understand. If we can't figure that out. What hope do we have? Like, there's, there's certain theological disputes that I'm like, if we can't figure that out, is there any hope for us? I don't know where this, I don't know where this commentary decided to go completely rogue, go uh, like off the road and like, hey, G- the name Jesus is too common. I think you're missing the point. It was common, but now it's exalted. The name that has been given is a name that has been exalted. Now you could argue, well, it could have been, it could have been written differently. It could have been said differently because it's like, hey, 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 he was already given that name. I understand that. But now that name that he was given is exalted because the whole passage is about how he he who humbled himself is now being exalted. All right, I'll stop right there. Where do you fall in in this entire dispute? I'm not saying it's a widespread dispute. Now, who knows? You may be listening to sermons all day going, there's like 50 sermons here that debate this, right? Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully everyone just ignores it because I think the context makes it about Jesus.
You can tell me what you think. News, if at yahoo.com. That's news, if at yahoo.com. Does, does that work for you? Does it? What do you think? Do you think I'm onto something? You think we found a solution? I kind of po- I wanted to, my original goal was just to pose the question and then leave it. But then well, as soon as I read the next verse, I'm like, well, I've already met, I've messed that up. Now just go along with it, right? Because if I wouldn't have read the next verse, I could have just left it there and said, okay, guys, what do you do? Now, remember, consider, I, I could have fra- phrased the question to make sure everyone read the next verse, but I, I, I kind of just get, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. I read the next verse and I'm like, well, the, Never mind. I th- to me, th- when you read the next verse, the, the answer is like, it's like it's a slap in the face. The answer is like, it's right here. I don't know how the commentary, because this is like, this covers the entire, it covers the verses after. And it doesn't ever stop to go, well, the name is obviously Jesus. No, they're like, nope, the name is not Jesus. I, I don't know. All right. You email me. This, that's, I don't know. That's, that's the fun part of studying and listening and reading because we never know what we're going to hear. But if you do hear something where, where they discuss this dispute, please send me the link. All right. News, if at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. That's news, if at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day, a great afternoon. I'm going to try to get a little rest. So I'm prepared for tonight. My head still hurts a little bit. It's not horrible, but yeah, I want to be, I want to be, I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink like five, five hour energies is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink like five, five hour energies before church. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.